Hi there. I'm Michael Hall. And I'm Andrew Davis. And we want to welcome you to The Day Advantage, the D&D podcast where two old school dudes talk about new school play. With a few dad jokes thrown in there. And some fun jokes. We've been, we've been, Andy, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been, we reignited our social endeavors and started up both on the new yep. Instagram platform and on Instagram itself. And we've been publishing what a do you lot mean, of dad uh, jokes. You mean, you mean threads? Threads, sorry. Threads, threads, threads reels, threads. stories. It's so many. It's all the things. It's like I'm a professional or something. <laughs> I should know what I'm talking about. <laughs> on threads, which launched a couple of weeks ago, which yep. I'm happy for. And yes. then we've been putting up a lot of dad jokes. So yeah. we've been yeah, going sort of. back through our catalog and, and I think I wrote like 12 more. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I did see that in the, in the spreadsheet. Right on. I have, I have a few other ones that I realized I thought I was digging through some old notes and I was like, Oh, well, dad jokes. Dad right. jokes. I was like, Hey, we I did, need, I we did need one more of these. dad jokes. All right. Well, let's get rolling. Today yeah. is a, a character face-off. We haven't done one of these yeah. in a while. Particularly when we went back and looked at the stuff we just did with Pete, we were like, well, wait a second. We don't actually have a lot of characters to choose from. So let's get some more characters <laughs> to choose from in the future. Yeah, exactly. So what did we choose today, Andy? The theme, the trope today is revolution or the revolutionary. Oh, I love so, it. And I think we're... we're I don't know how you've interpreted it, but we've kept it pretty open-ended. It could be revolutionary person in magic space or the technology space or social, whatever you you name it, like some, but somebody who is, who's revolutionizing things. Yes. I kind of went in one direction. I don't, I'm not, I'm sure. Michael, you went in a different direction. Sometimes, our, <laughs> sometimes we like accidentally like kind of line up, right? Sometimes we think so we're going in different directions. We're on the same path, but that's yeah, fine. We built I think the same that, thing, but I'm I'm hopeful that we built something very different. So I think I think so. Well, Andy, in order to get started, I, normally we we roll for initiative. That's um, right. I got to pull some see, dice out. Do you want to use the initiative bonus on our characters, or do we want to just roll <laughs> straight rolls? Oh, I mean, I'm happy to use my initiative bonus. All right, me too. Down to. All right, revolutionary battle take one. Oh, I rolled terrible. I rolled a 12 and I got a plus three on my initiative. So I have a plus five on my initiative. Wow. But I rolled a three. (laughs) Maybe we ended up, maybe we did end up in the same place. That sounds uh, high. On my giant, (laughs) oh, you got a big chunky decahedron. I rolled a three. All right, Andy, well, you get to go first. Okay, awesome. Tell me about. Your revolutionary. My revolutionary. Okay, so uh, we're starting in the Thirsty Cougar per our, our norm in oh, the Shattered in the, Chasm. In the Shattered Chasm in the Thirsty in the Cougar. Cougar. Yeah. Love it. And so for everyone who we haven't necessarily talked too much about the Shattered Chasm, but the Shattered Chasm is, you know, this big kind of Western-themed area that has a lot of mining, has a lot of other activity in it. And because it's got all these mines down in the chasm where they're mining all these different magical metals, they have a lot of dwarves as one would expect. So as as you take the point of view of somebody who's walking into the Thirsty Cougar for maybe for the first time, you see sitting, and actually probably not sitting, like moving from table to table is an older dwarven woman. She has a pretty long white hair. It's kept in four braids, pretty neat braids. She's dressed in kind of darker colors, maybe almost morning colors, but but very still very well kept. She's very she's very fit looking and very and then she also has a neat white beard that has seven that's kept with seven braids underneath that and she is walking around the thirsty cougar serving coffee and cookies and tea to all the different 
miners and different people in and around the Thirsty Cougar. There happens to be a lot of miners in there today. And so, and as she's moving around, a very close observer might notice her slipping a slip of paper or just like a big smile and a wink, but she's got a very grandmotherly effect, big smile. But if you were to look again, look a little closer, you might see a little hint of some anger and some sadness in there. Mm. Her name is Illa Mary Earth. Mary Earth. All right. Wow. Illa. Yeah. Got a deep backstory, I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So she's a cook and a baker and all the rest of it. And she is. And I can, do we want to, uh, do you want to introduce your, your. Sure. I think it's a good, maybe even in the same day. You know, as always, we start in the Thusty Cougar, and there's a number of unsavory characters as well as all the miners spread about. You see a large yeah. minotaur <laughs> sitting by themselves in the corners, glowering. Yeah. You see maybe there's a heated game of poker happening in the middle of the room, and this mm-hmm. thin, one-eyed Genasi, fire Genasi, has just lost his last coin. But what we really, um, what really makes us finally take notice is there's a com- commotion in the kitchen, Andy. First, Uh-oh. loud voices, then the banging of pots and pans. And finally, the, the door to the kitchen bursts open and a very tall, light metallic blue cobalt in leathers and a bow strapped across his back is being ag- pushed aggressively out of the kitchen by a chunky and very angry short red cobalt. <laughs> okay, buddy, you stay out of the kitchen and out of my business. I don't want your propaganda and I don't need your help. I run the kitchen. I'm not impressed. You stay out here with the rest of the patrons or leave. I don't care much which, but just leave me the heck alone. Got it. Got it. Got it. You have just very... met... Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. You have just met LaPierre Labec. He has traveled <laughs> a long way to get to the chasm. He's heard rumors in his land of the vast conspiracy to subjugate the kobolds of the chasm. And he was certain of this as anything he could possibly be. But for the last few months, he searched far and wide and has yet to find any of them. I mean, any kobolds at all. <laughs> Awesome. So that awesome. is La Pierre La, La Pierre Labec. La Pierre Labec. Excellent. I, we may very well be back in line more than I thought oh, no. we were. <laughs> <laughs> so to keep going with Illa and just talk a little bit more like backstory and kind of what my inspiration was. Illa is basically like a hardcore union organizer. Oh my god, they're because the same. She, yeah. They're the, they're she two is, coins of the same person. Yeah, she is. So she's a mastermind rogue. Uh, you know, in her backstory, she was just a dwarven miner and then her family's mine was her family's mine was essentially like taken over. Her husband and most of her children were killed and her grandchildren. So she's like the sole survivor. And as part of that, I did a little bit of a homebrew thing where basically she's an Asimar. So, but she's a dwarven Asimar. Right, Asimars are typically yeah, considered I love, human, but she's basically... Uh, honestly, uh, I think with the Asimar, there are a couple of races that are, are racial trait that are like really perfect for taking any other race, but just then reflavoring over the yeah. top of them. And that's what I was, that's what I was going for. And so she is, I was doing a little bit of sort of like, given all the stuff going on with the WGA and the SAG and the Teamsters and everything, I thought it was really appropriate to think about unions and union organizing, but we are off. in the same pocket. Yeah, we're totally in the same pocket. I, except, except that like, I'm not convinced that the cobalt of the Chasm were actually oppressed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. They probably don't want to be organized, but yeah. So I was looking at, uh, she's inspired by a woman named mother Jones, who yeah, was one of the original yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. International, she's formed like the international industrial workers of the world wobblies. But I just really like, I wanted, oh, I had read her story and I was like, oh, that it was really kind of interesting. 
thing. And so the idea is basically her family has been killed, except for maybe she might have like a son still surviving who is like actively in the mines. But she's sort of coordinating all this activity to try to get the dwarves in the mines to rise up against the companies that are that are oppressing them. And that was kind of the general I love it. No, that's that brilliant. Vibe that I was going for from a from a capability standpoint. So she is a mastermind rogue, which are interesting because they're like a support, almost like a support version of a rogue, right? Mm-hmm. They're they have probably their most interesting capabilities. You know, they have sneak attack. They have master of intrigue, so they can do a lot of like mimicry. They can they're 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 that guy in the background who's doing stuff. But they also can, as a bonus action, and along with all the other stuff they do with like their cunning action, they can also use a bonus action to, to do help. Mm-hmm. So they become this, you know, they're still capable. They're moving around. They're doing a lot of stuff, but they can also do do that. As part of the Asimar stuff, she is resistant to necrotic and radiant damage. She has dark vision, as you would expect for a dwarf. But she also has healing hands. So essentially, she has like a small pool of lay on hands from a nice a paladin she has the light cantrip and then she also she has three she can take different revelations so you can have like necrotic shroud or radiant consumption or radiant soul and i expect that she has radiant soul which allows them to basically do something like either fly or do some other stuff but i think radiant soul gives you some healing and some other things so that's what i'm thinking and and in my mind's eye this is all probably flavored to be coming from moradin that her family is very like faithful to moradin and that was how that sort of connection came about yeah and and i didn't get beyond that and i just like the idea of this person who's operating in the background not hiding in the shadows so much as they're hiding in plain sight you know so she's working as a she has left the mines and now she's working as a cook in or a, in all these in, in a mining camp. Essentially, she might work right. as a cook in a mining camp and use that to create all these connections and then use that to slip some propaganda in and try to get people organized. And I get dig it. I like it. I think up. that'd be a really interesting hook into adventuring. Right. Yeah. Like she's raising money or she hears. And then and this is where our characters probably overlap pretty heavily is yeah. Lapierre is very interested in um, helping the oppressed. And if he can't find cobalts, he'll find other people. Right. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, usually for sure. get hooked into adventures that are about helping people. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to launch into? Yeah, go, let's hear. Let's hear about Lapierre. Right. Lapierre is a ranger. Um, oh, nice. And very interesting. I made him a Drake Warden ranger. So he comes from far away, where he is the chosen one. He is the the lone <laughs> member of his tribe who has managed to bond with dragons. And so he he has taken it upon nice. himself to be the savior of kobolds because he has these he's a little taller than the average kobold. He's got sort of a lightning anstressy. He's very yeah. and he has outside his faithful steed, Bastille, his Drake <laughs> Warden mount and summoned beast, right? Or it's really not a beast, it's more of a fey beast. So he has as a as a Drake Warden, he is able to summon a Drake companion. So you can magically summon a Drake that is bound to you and they're quite powerful actually yeah. uh, they have the, the at, we're at eighth level with these characters yeah. this drake companion has 45 hit points which is wow. pretty substantial as a companion yeah. and as with most companions he still has to use his bonus action to make it attack but it can do pretty much anything else or he can use it as a steed and at eighth level it can fly so the other thing yeah. is that up until about the drake companion is very good and gets to do some attacks and i'll go that into a second but the at at seventh level the drake warden it, it can be a mount has a magical fang so does extra damage and you gain resistance to the damage type chosen every time he resummons this dragon 
he can change its its focus of its energy. If he starts with lightning and all of a sudden you're fighting fire creatures, he can switch it to a fire dragon. And then he gets that bonus resistance. But this is why he believes that he's the chosen one. He's the one here who do, to rescue the oppressed. And that's yeah. why he's in the chasm is to find these oppressed kobolds that he'd heard about and, and save them. Um, some other interesting things, kobolds as they were changed in the metaverse book, have a draconic cry. So as a bonus action, he can let out a cry at his enemies within at his enemies within 10 feet. And until the start of next turn, his enemies, his allies have advantage on attack rolls against those enemies. So that's really yeah. helpful if you've got a companion creature who now has right. advantage to attack and anyone else. And then he he has, because of his draconic, his cobalt legacy, his draconic sorcery, he has lightning lure. So he can pull creatures in to, to let let Bastille attack them. Bastille. Um, <laughs> so those are some of the cool things about his his character. That, that feels very appropriate. We're like right around Bastille Day, aren't we? We're like, you, yeah, right? we're recording you know, this. We're like right. I, right I almost named I almost named Lapierre Lebec Bastille Defarge from uh, <laughs> Tale of Two Cities, right? You know, nice, but nice. like I, I was like, no, I like Lapierre Lapierre La, La yeah. Lebec. Yeah, that's great. That's <laughs> um, awesome. It just sounds it's fun to say. So those are like his some of his coolest features. Rangers are pretty yeah. good. He's got his long bow, so he's able to do a fair, yeah. you know, he's fairly good attack at at the distance. I, I what a couple. I'll save some of his sort of unique feats that I gave him for our last round. So usually yeah. the way we do this, just for a reminder, people, we have a custom build that we do eighth level, and then we do a custom ability array of 17, 15, 13, 12, 10, 8. So that's how we've achieved our characters. And then what we do is we do, as we did, just two rounds back and forth of just describing our characters and see how we feel about them and, and how close yeah. on to the brief we've hit so that's kind of where we're at. And then we yeah. finish up with like around where we try to convince each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, these are feeling pretty even. Andy. They're I don't, pretty, I don't yeah. I mean, they're, they're, so I'll, I'll, let me run through my stat array and then sure. go talk for a little bit about what I think, where I think grandma Mary Earth's strengths lie. Great. Do it. So grandma is, she's got an eight strength. Strength kind of became thumb stat. Hey, guess what? It's a rogue. A 16 dexterity. So she's got a plus three on dexterity. So she actually is pretty good with initiative. She's pretty strong. Her constitution's a 12. Her intelligence is a 10. She's average intelligence. She's smart. Wisdom is a 13. But grandma, especially for rogue, this is counterintuitive. She's a 20 charisma. Nice. So her charisma is, so she's got a plus five in charisma, which means that on some of her, on things like deception, intimidation, persuasion, she's plus 11. Like that rogue expertise like right. really kicks in especially with this character she's very she's got good good investigation some she's a little bit of a skill monkey in some other areas but really when around that deception intimidation persuasion kind of union organizer idea she's really really strong and then i i took just in the first on the first ability improvement ability score improvement i took the asi but on the second one i i, I took the inspiring leader feat uh you know i was so <laughs> tempted with it seems so perfect with this character right? yeah and so i can spend 10 minutes inspiring my companions choose up to six allies including yourself who can see and hear and understand you within 30 feet each creature gains 13 temp hit points once per short rest and so i just really like i did for me as a flavor thing Illa is to me is a great example of a rogue almost as as a support character yeah she's, you know, she's got you know 
leather armor. She's got a short sword. She's got a short bow. She knows how to use them. She gets sneak attack. She can do all the things that you would expect normally of a rogue. She's not without capability. She's got all the regular the cunning actions and she can hide and do those sorts of things. But really, I think where she is strong is setting up the party for success and dealing with kind of the social side, the social, some of the social encounters. And I just love the idea of this very grandmotherly type who's, oh, very sweet. Oh, here's the guard. We need to get past this. And she's, can you help me? I've lost my, my grandchild's missing. Can you help me do this? And then he turns his back to help her because of course he's going to help her and she's just shives him in the back and then moves on. You know, know, this is, that's a character where you could do because of what the way you described it, Andy, you could actually have a lot of really fun social play with this character. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly in that misdirection field of like, right. You, you, you you wouldn't have a hard time convincing DMs that you were just it's like the the drunken master a monk or like yeah, where it's like yeah. people are going to have assumptions about this character coming in that you can play against. Yeah, she's very sweet. She's weak. She's oh my gosh, she's so old. You can she's got yeah. a disguise kit. She can play much older. She could play the the, the poor broken person. There's yeah. just a lot of really fun interactions and and frankly manipulation that you can yeah, do. I'm digging. Which I that. think would be super. Which I think would we, be a lo- really fun for role play. And then you know again like the ability to do this inspiring leader stuff right. to like pump people up per every short rest 13 hit points is a lot i mean that's a, yeah no it's a lot for at, a whole party i mean that's, that's amazing more than 10 percent at this yeah. level you know that's a pretty yeah. good jump i think what's really cool andy and i and one thing we're probably gonna be talking about more in the future is just we've been talking about characters that that may do okay in combat but what if you have an adventure that's significantly more geared toward even not necessarily role-playing but stealth and intrigue yeah. Where you might still have combat, but the goal is to avoid combat until you, until you you know until the last possible moment. Right, right. And having what do you do? How do you build characters and understand characters? Now, of course, you have to know that going in with your DM. Yeah, right. Like yeah, your DM yeah. has to forewarn you. Say, say, hey, yes, you'll have to survive combat, but you're really going to have to be able to do some things other than combat. And if you know that going in, then you can build characters like this and know that they'll be fun to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the last thing is I just the radiant soul. So she basically gets your revelation, you get wings. So she has yeah. a flying speed equivalent to her walk speed. So I just love the idea of that sort of Norma Ray. I don't know, for those people who haven't seen Norma Ray, classic union organizing yeah. movie, but Sally Fields has this great big speech in the middle of it where she stands up in the middle of a sweatshop and starts trying to get her coworkers to do that. And I just love the same the idea of having the opportunity to have a scene like that as this character yeah. where you're yeah. standing up in the middle of a mine glowing with this light that all these dwarves can see saying rise up rise up i just think would be rad (laughs) yeah that's really that's super cool there's some really neat overlaps between these characters yeah and i'll i'll get to it a second when you're when you've finished up your i think that's that's my pitch okay i like your pitch i'm i'm buying your pitch and i looked at mother jones as an archetype as well so i'm way into it um i hadn't gone to the normal ray but i did think rosie the riveter not necessarily for lapierre but i like the idea that he's he's a little arrogant and thinks he's destined for things that maybe might not come to fruition for him right so he's got a he's gonna have to adjust as he gets to the chasm so i i I went with a a tent yeah go ahead i was just gonna say one thing 
I can absolutely see Grandma Mary Earth looking at this guy going, oh, he's the face. Like, I can set him up to just, like, to, to, (laughs) to, like, I can set him him up and point him at the place that I want to destroy and then just stand back and let him loose. Absolutely. (laughs) I think there's some pieces there that are going to work well. And and she'd also probably appreciate his passion. Oh, yeah, Um, of course. Of course. So he's he's got a 10 strength. So that was not initially a dump stat, but Ranger, I didn't want him to be too weak. He, he, I did put everything into getting up him up to a 20 decks. So yeah. he's got a 20 decks. So he's very good. I think the other thing is, I, and I, t- I debated a lot giving him sharpshooter. Like maybe he's like a Robin Hood character who has proven his, his ability with the bow. And that's also yeah. why people would follow him. But I, I stayed away from that. I'll get to why I stayed away from it in a second. And then he's got a 16 con. He's got an eight intelligence. He's not the brightest. But he's got a 13 whiz, and I gave him a 12 charisma. But what I did was I gave him proficiency in persuasion. So he's got a plus four persuasion, which isn't great. But the idea is that he's the idea is here he's not, he thinks he's more persuasive and more charismatic than he is. He's not unpersuasive. Yeah, he's not unpersuasive or uncharismatic, but he's just not, he's not the party's face, even though maybe he thinks he is because he's so talented at all these other things. And what is he talented at? Well, he is pretty talented at combat. So as I mentioned before, he has this great companion, Bastille, who at this point has a 17 armor class, the 45 hit points, as I mentioned. He's immune to lightning damage, but I can switch out that resistance each time I resummon him. And he's deals lightning damage or and its bite are infused strikes he's got a plus six on his bite and he does 1d6 plus three damage plus 1d6 lightning damage so that's a pretty this good is the, this is the drake this is the drake okay. right yeah. so you know while lapierre is in the back firing away his two arrow shots uh yeah. bastille is doing a fair amount of damage up front as well he can also use his his reaction to add a d6 to my lightning to my damage so again there's a fair amount of damage that can be dealt in this combo and then as i said before this drake can fly although i cannot ride him while he's flying just to be clear but i can ride him on the ground so that's a pretty good powerful little combo by itself but what have what have i done to continue this flavor well i gave i gave lapierre squat nimbleness since he qualifies Mm -hmm. for it which gives him a plus one to his strength and makes him really hard to and plus five to his movement and gives him advantage on being grappled so he's got a 40 movement which is really quite good at this level and he's got he's got an 18 armor class which again makes him pretty pretty solid in combat across the board but what i did was i gave him i I just really like this idea that he's a dragon's dragon right like he's he may be small and he may be a cobalt but he really sees himself as having this draconic legacy, and that's really important to him. Yeah. So he has he has a gift of the metallic dragon as a feat, and that gives him protective wings, Andy. Um, <laughs> so he can use his wings as a reaction to grant plus three to anybody within five feet of him, his or himself, AC. So he could. Oh, that's great. Yeah. He could have. He can protect his Drake if it's within five feet of him. He can also. So I can see him standing like right behind the Drake, yeah. firing away very yeah. close. But then he can also get his AC up to 18 if he needs or 21 if he needs it. The other oh, he thing he can use that for himself as yeah, well. Yeah, he can use it for himself. Wow. So it's like a half shield, right? Oh, interesting. 
and he gets three of those. So that's really not too bad. And then the the last thing he can also do with that is it also gives him some healing. So he can cast Cure Wounds with it once per long rest without a spell right. slot. But then he also has a spell slot. So, I, you and know, the also, idea here and is... As that, a, and as a ranger, he also has the regular stuff like Hunter's Mark. And, that's right. That's he's got Hunter's stuff. Mark. He's got all the... He can do Goodberry. Yeah, I gave him Absorb Elements, which seemed on target. Yep. Hunter's Mark, Speak with Animals, and Zephyr Strike. But then he also has Beast Sends and Pass Without Trace. So, you know, the idea... And he can also summon beasts, so he could actually summon another small yeah. dragon so like the the, the whole idea is he convinces people through <laughs> that's his, hilarious he's like he's got you know he's got bastille and maybe 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 the small dragon's name is a defarge right like yeah. so we've got bastille yeah. and defarge who are his dragon companions who who are maybe proof is, maybe that he is back, who he is maybe in his backstory he's being chased by someone for stealing bread at some point <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> So my feeling is that, you know, he's what I love about the the thing here is that he is going to find oppressed people. That is a thing. And he's going to help free oppressed people, just not the oppressed people that he thought he was going to find. So and then but he's he he this makes him interesting to play is this arrogance could give him a Canadian accent if he wanted to make it really funny um, (laughs) rather than a French accent (laughs) or something just really amusing. But however, I played it. it. What would be good is just he's a little bit more arrogant and a little bit more cocky than he thinks he than he is. But he's actually also quite effective yeah, combat yeah. wise. One thing to note about any character you play with a companion, you do need to talk to your DM about it. They're a little bit more suited for smaller groups than for large groups because it just takes up yeah. a lot of time to play extra yeah, to uh, have all summoned those. beasts and things like you know, that. On the other hand, if you're talking about, if you're playing a campaign where you have relatively few players, like yeah, you know, one it's or perfect. two, you know, then, it, then a, and actually having those sorts of companions as a way to fill out the capability. That is, is exactly uh, it, right? Super, I, would, I, I see him as like in a party of three, because then you've got this fourth thing on the battlefield. And again, with 45 right. hit points, not a slouch. And the cool thing about that 45 hit points, Andy, and what's really neat about it is that he could resummon it, I think, on an action. So it's kind of like 90 extra hit points on the battlefield because he can summon it once per long rest. So it goes out and then let's maybe it went out because of poison damage. You resummon it as a black dragon. And now all of a sudden you have poison resistance and you've got something with poison resistance. And now granted doing poison damage, but still. Yeah. If you, if you have a little bit of foreknowledge, you're you're able to set yourself up for more success. Yeah. It's just, it's a a lot of, a lot of fun here. Silly. I I just like how silly it is. A little buffoonish. It it is. I guess it, you know, they're, they're funny because they are from a, so thematically, like just talking again about the revolutionary and stuff like that, like my initial thought was like, oh, it'd be really funny to do like an Elon Musk type. Oh, good Lord. Or, you know, or some like, you know, it's the same, like some sort of yeah, like, like artificer the, the, the who's Steve like Jobs you know, as revolutionary. Yeah, yeah, as, revoli- yeah. as re- revolutionary. Somebody who's like, you it, it, You could take this trope and apply it to an artificer. You could take it and apply it to possibly doing like a wizard who was focused on like time magic and using mm. like genomancy as a thing of, oh, they're like experiment. They're doing some sort of relatively new form of magic or maybe there's cool there's like a there's a there's a wizard subclass i think that allows you to switch the elements mm-hmm. uh, where you're essentially like oh i'm not casting fireball i'm casting ice ball or i'm casting and i was like oh it'd be really some of all that stuff but it felt but then the more i thought about it i just like the idea of like zapata like some sort of like Che guevara yeah. kind of revolutionary leaned into that that idea like it felt really fun from a from a role-playing perspective and that's where i, I, I ended so up too. Yeah. And, and I- 
uh, I'll remind but people it, way back in like episode four or whatever it was when we did the the thieves guilds. You mm-hmm. had the levelers, which are like social justice. Yeah, and that's and I wanted to, and I was thinking about them, and so absolutely, Illa is a member of the levelers and probably right. runs her own crew within the levelers, and so I really like that aspect of trying to bring some of the connection back to what we had going on. But they're it is funny because they're like they're both revolutionaries. Yeah, they're both clearly trying to free their people. Right. Or free the people of the of the chasm. One is played probably more effective in combat and played a little more comically. Yeah. Right. And Illa is a little more like, oh, you get to be sweet and happy the whole time <laughs> until you stick the knife in. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, and I like that kind of oh, almost no, like great. Wicked Witch kind of yeah. like vibe of just like, oh, would you like some candy? Oh, and oh, by the way, I I bought some poison from the, you know. Right. It's, I love the, the hidden mastermind. Yeah. And it's very clearly a hidden mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that what's really And also that she's like it. right out there in front. You yeah. know, she's out in public, but you just would never suspect her. That's that's kind of what I. I, no, I, I, I'm, going I'm for digging it. So it. A, yeah, I'm really digging it. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I I'm feeling really even, Andy. I'm not. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I have I'm reasons why I like Lapierre Labec so much. In fact, I just like saying his name. I'll probably say it. I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I really like Illa. Your name's better. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part. I'm like. I'm like. I thought a lot about the character, but like the name, I was just really struggling with. How do I, I didn't want to have it be like too much like the yeah. Mother Jones, like yeah. Mother so-and-so. It just felt very on the nose, but maybe that's... I struggled with the same problem. Yeah, yeah. And then for some reason, I was just, I've, I've been playing around with French names a lot lately for a variety yeah. of reasons. And I just, I came up with Lapierre and I'm like, oh, yeah. Lapierre, Lapierre, Labec. I mean, it just, I like, it just came, the, right? P- like the Pierre, the Beck. I mean, like your name is Lapierre. It's like, Oh no, I'm not Pierre. I am La- I am Pierre. Pierre. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm 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 willing to give it to you. I'll I'll say you've edged it just but basically mostly on the name. The name. And, but, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, that steel. said, it's oh like, I, I do steel. like, it, like, here's what, here's what uh, I'll flip it around. And I'll give my last little pitch for Illa is that the goal is to create a revolution. I do think she's probably oh, no, she's definitely more successful more about creating a revolution. <laughs> LaPierre is a little bit more of like a little more egocentric, which I think is also, again, super funny to play. It's funny to play. Yeah. Character. And you kind and of need failure is hilarious in a revolution too. You need those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like... You need the people who are. He's clearly like. I mean, here's the thing: is they're both true believe. When you think about fiction and when they talk yeah. about like the revolution, right? There's always the guy who is the. You think of the person who's on top of the barrier in the yeah. street, yelling yes, out at the yeah, top of their yeah. lungs. Well, that's you know, exactly and it. And and, yeah. and he's that guy, and she's the person who's behind the scenes. two steps behind him, going, "Okay, now we need to do this. Now we need right. to pull this yeah. together." He's right. not a planner. <laughs> yeah, no, he's exactly. not a planner. He's the, I, but, but he's a, but his heart is big. He's got and he has a lot of talent. He, yeah. he, he does it by showcasing his talents. People will follow me because right. what other dragons can control dragons? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's proof. <laughs> All right, well, I, I, I'll take the the tiny win the, because the I agree. Is... I think you definitely won on revolutionary. I just think Lapierre is just a little bit more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, my backstory was a little dark. <laughs> yeah. A little bit more fun. Excellent. Well, that was a fun episode. Now we've got yeah. two more characters to feel the grassroots. I think one thing, Andy, I, I want to say to people, and actually I'm going to say something that you I, we've talked about, but I haven't completely cleared with you. So if you if you nix it, we'll just cut this out. We really enjoyed, I think whether you enjoyed it or not, we enjoyed it. <laughs> playing with Peter. So we're going to yeah. start doing some more actual plays. And I think you were doing like, a, I was doing like 
adventures from the shattered chasm like a, yeah. a series of different one shots that we 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 showcase different character builds and different ways to think about it it probably won't be like an ongoing campaign but it'll be a number of yeah. mid to short term one shots that'll just help us round out like how we play and and investigate the shattered chasm a little bit yeah i think we've talked a lot maybe we can do an episode at some point in the future where we just really talk about like creating talk more about the world shattered building. chasm in depth and yeah. do a little bit more on world building and because we've both done about... a lot of world building within the shattered yeah chasm exactly. in different directions so we, but like, yeah very yeah started in the same place and for yeah. as you would imagine yeah so i think that's uh, yeah I, I would totally love that i think that would be a lot of fun yeah we would we also just wanted to have more characters to play with and both these characters fit well within the shattered chasm yeah for sure for sure for excellent andy do you want to take us out with a, a dad joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i just read that Someone in the Shattered Chasm gets stabbed every 52 seconds. Really? Yeah, poor bastard. (laughs) One guy every 52 (laughs) seconds just walking down the street. Dabby McStabber and stabbed I, I think I, I think uh, your character may have something <laughs> to do yeah, with this. No, <laughs> one, one corporate stooge gets one corporate stooge every gets stabbed seconds. every 52 seconds. <laughs> That's WGA awesome. strong. Oh, and I so and as we wrap up here, also I just want to let our listeners know I have amongst our our many listeners i will be at pax west in labor on labor day excellent showcasing my donuts but i would if you guys if you're a fan stop by and say hello it's going to be the dodeca donut stand will be in the ttrpg area right on yeah it's exciting if you haven't seen andy's donuts you have to check them out i've got a couple and they're really great dice storage and they're donuts donuts. (laughs) what else what else could you want i've like i've said before i've niched down into like a very narrow space The overlap. I never have. I never have yeah, yeah. The Zen. It's actually bigger the, than probably most people know. The Venn diagram of pastries to D and D surprisingly large. Surprisingly yeah. large. The best way to find us is look on our link tree. It's linktr.ee slash the dad vantage it has uh, links to all of our socials i believe including even threads we're up on threads we're up on instagram we're up on facebook which is still our primary channel at this point we're in a bunch of places so you can find us and we're publishing and if you haven't had a chance go listen to our actual play that we just did with peter the the battle royale was a lot of fun super fun super fun all right thanks everyone